0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the GGAB podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Oliver, and the GGAB podcast is the official communication platform for Global Give a Book. Global Give a Book is a nonprofit organization based out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, but impacting the world with a mission to get award winning books into the hands of children who need them most. Today, we have a very special guest on the show. His name is Chris Aguirre, and he is a Netflix animation artist. On this show, I get to interview different community leaders and partners who are joining alongside Global Give-A-Book to help spread the love of reading, and I do just want to say before we welcome him on that this is going to be a series, the first time that we've done a, a series on our podcast, so we're going to have bits of Chris's story divided up into different segments that will be coming out within the next couple weeks and months because he has so much wonderful and interesting information and just wisdom to share. So let's begin with part one of our Chris Aguirre series. Come on, Chris. Welcome, Chris. Hello, how are you doing? doing well thank you so much for taking your time i know you are very busy and i know you're just always doing incredible things so i'm just going to really pass this over to you right now chris and if you wouldn't mind just explaining to our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do uh
1: well uh chris gary i was born and raised in el paso texas Uh, I work in animation industry. I'm working for Netflix right now on a preschool show, uh, show titled Spirit Rangers. It's actually coming out uh, next year. So I'm very proud to be part of that team. I do visual development right now. So I have to do a lot of research, a lot of reading. So I got to look up uh, about certain tribes. It's a Native American show. Uh, it's great, I love it, um, very proud. Uh, so I'm always constantly looking up certain tribes. I'm working with a team actually in Paris. Oh, wow. And they're not familiar with uh, some of the tribes. So sometimes they reach out to me and ask me for certain information, uh, whether it's Iroquois nation, the Cherokee, Apache, Chumash, and so forth. So a lot of reading a lot of studying, a lot of research. And I do anything from background designs uh, for the show, or it could be as simple as prop designs, but they also can be complicated also. Uh, And pattern designs, uh, designs in general for certain tribes. There's a lot of different varieties. Uh, It's a big difference between uh, the tribes. So that's why I'm here to help out on that production. Oh. I'm pretty proud to work on that. It's a 3D production. It's one of the first for Netflix, actually.
0: Oh wow, that's incredible. So yeah. that, I guess if it's 3D, is that a whole nother as in terms of the design that you have to do, is that just a completely different kind of um, the artwork for that? Is that a whole different yeah, what a normal is. show would look like? I guess it
1: is very different compared to 2D animation. Okay. 2D animation, uh, two dimensional, the between two dimensional and three dimensional. Three dimensional can be uh, very technical. So, when I first got into animation, like so I've been doing this over 30 years now,
0: mm. uh,
1: I started on Tiny Tunes Adventures, uh, then I went on to Animaniacs and a lot of great shows. Uh, I actually got to work with a, some of the best people in the industry. That was my schooling, you know. Actually, my first contact uh, was uh, Joe Barbera, Hanna Barbera Studios.
0: Wow.
1: He was my first contact and friend. Actually, I didn't know anything about animation. Uh, I, like I said, growing up in El Paso, uh, it was just a lifelong dream since I was a kid. You know, I used to read books, look up stuff about animation, which I love. Mickey Mouse, Disney's, and all the great characters. Bugs Bunny, uh, which the first studio I worked for was Warner Brothers, you know? Uh, but I, uh, back in Texas, like I said, I used to always read about these great artists in animation. And even when I would look at animation, uh, TV shows, uh I'd watch the classics, you know, like Tom and Jerry, Bugs Bunny. It's what I grew up with, the Pink Panther. Uh, It's funny. I used to always stick around and read the credits, you know, for some reason I was just curious to see who worked on them, you know, and that the most weirdest thing, like I said, I must've been about seven years old, six, when I was curious about animation and growing up, I'd always see those, same names, like from Warners, you know, you'd see Frizz Freeling, you know, director, or Virgil Ross, a great animator, and it was something that I've always loved, but in Texas, there's no animation, there's no animation studios, Um, all I could do is just, you know, do a lot of research, reading, and and then, um, let's see, uh, I did a lot of odd jobs in Texas, before I got into animation um i can go down the list i was, uh, let's see i was a boot design i did do i do help out with boot designs for tony lama
0: oh wow uh
1: what else uh designing blue jeans for levi sassoon some companies that were in texas and el paso uh embroidery artist i was a designer silk screen artist um what else political cartoonist for el paso times
0: my this is all over uh, the spectrum you have yeah noticed.
1: i did it wow. i did it all i mean uh you know the one thing uh, that i had this one teacher mr braithwaite mr b uh he was a good friend and a good teacher i met you know he was my teacher in fifth grade and i have even went after i left el paso i used to go back and visit him and talk to him. And he would always inspire me, he would always give me ideas. He would always tell me that art is everywhere. It's all around you. It's from the clothes you wear, from the cars you drive, from you know, the chairs you sit on. Everything is created by an artist. So I had to really kind of figure that out. What can I do in El Paso that's creative? know outside of animation (laughs) so I did a lot of jobs you know I did all kinds of stuff and all of that was great experience I even had my own little ad agency so
0: yeah
1: so anyways long story short I ended up leaving El Paso uh had a big change in my life had to take off moved up to uh the Bay Area my mom and dad lived there they moved over there a long time ago and I started chasing the different dream, thinking what is what I really wanna do in life, what I really wanna do, and that was animation. So one day when I saw the newspaper the San Jose Mercury, I saw that Joe Barbera and Mr. Bill Hanna were gonna be in San Francisco doing a book signing. So I thought, hmm, I wonder what, if I have what it takes to be in animation. So I had my portfolio all my cartoons, all the stuff I was doing, and I was wondering if I even had it. Because, I mean, I've never done anything like that. I've only read it up in books. I always just looked at the drawings, saw what the guys were doing. I thought, I wonder if I got what it takes. Because I could never afford going to school at uh, Cal Arts, which is really a, a school that's uh, uh, owned by Walt Disney. Oh, okay. But the funny thing is, I got to teach there. (laughs) (laughs) I got to teach there, actually. That's another story. But anyways, I ended up going to San Francisco. I took my portfolio. It was a rainy day. And it was in the Circle Gallery. I think it was called Union Square Area. And man, it was pouring rain out there. So I got in line. And I uh, had my book. And uh, it's about a good, you know, 30 people there in line to get the book signing. And Mr. Uh, Bill, Bill and Joe Barbera were there and I went up and I asked Bill, I said, what does it take to be an animation? And he just kind of looked at me and he signed it and he just said, oh, you just got to draw really good. And he slid the book over and I'm like, okay. So then I, Joe Barbera, he looked at me and he goes, what do you want to know, kid? And I said, What does it take to get an animation? I mean, and he goes, Well, you just gotta draw good. You gotta draw this. You gotta draw that. Use your imagination. Blah blah blah. I went, wow. Okay. Well, Bill is more of the writer. Bill Hanna, Joe Barbera was the artist. You know, and he was the man that designed and created Tom and Jerry cartoons back in the Wow.
0: 40s. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: So yeah so it was really cool i got all these books here but i have a big book over there signed by by them and when he signed it you know i took it with me i said okay well thank you and then i walked away and i'm thinking man i'm not satisfied i gotta show my work it's my only chance never met anybody famous in my life you know in texas you probably run into the the weatherman at 7-eleven you know (laughs) 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 but anyways uh uh, next thing you know i uh, i you know they were getting up they were walking away going to another room so i went up to him uh mr Barbera, and he says oh yeah you again i said i have a portfolio you know if i could please uh have a chance to show it to you I, i'd love to show you my work just you know if i have what it takes so he uh looked at me and he looked at his watch and and they were saying like he you know he goes yeah you know what kid i only got A few minutes and I said, okay, I'll I'll, I'll be right back. Well, I ran out of that gallery, went down to get my portfolio in the pouring rain. I mean, it was coming down and I got my portfolio. I'm running back up. I even slipped and fell, you know, and I got back up and I'm going in there. And as soon as I ran into the uh, gallery, uh, I was soaking wet. I was like a wet dog. But Mr. Barbera, he looked at me like, oh my God, you went out in the rain? I said, yes, sir. And he goes, I thought you had it here. And he goes, well, I'm sorry, it's just I had it in the car. And he's like, and they were calling him. The security guard was saying, you know, Mr. Barbera, they're ready. They were supposed to go somewhere else to take pictures with uh, costume characters like the Flintstones and Dino and all those (laughs) characters. And, And then he looked over there and he looked at me and he felt I guess he must have felt sorry for me because I'm soaking wet standing there. And he said, um, he goes, gosh, you know what, kid? He goes, I'm sorry, but you're I'm right. Just show me your first drawing. Show me your first. I go, oh, okay, no problem. So I unzipped it and, and I'm ready to open up my portfolio. And the one thing that I've always done is always put your best right up front. Mm put your best drawings, you know? I mean, and that helped a lot. That was like the first hook. Cause the moment I opened it, he looked at down, he looked up at me and he looked down at my drawings and he goes, you did this? And I go, yes, sir. He goes, "Which? What's, what's your name again? And I told him and he just smiled and he goes, wow. And then he goes, hey Bill, he goes, Get over here. Check this out. Then a the security came up and he said, sir, they're ready. And he says, you know what? Tell them to wait. Tell them to wait. In fact, can you please close the door? Oh. So we went in the room and he saw all my work and they were smiling from ear to ear. And then he said to me, he says, what do you do now? And I said, oh, nothing. I'm looking for work. <laughs> I'm looking for work. I just came out here from El Paso and mm. um, he said he smiled and they were both looking at all my characters because they were all original designs and he smiled from ear to ear and he says uh, he goes you got imagination kid and he takes out his wallet and he takes out his card oh. and he gives it to me and he says whenever you're in la you give me a call and i looked at that like the willy wonka ticket like a golden <laughs> ticket yes Yeah, I just was like, wow, I couldn't believe it. Joe Barbera gave me his card. Mm. He's one of the main guys, one of the main, like, founding fathers of animation. Um, So it was a real, real honor to get that. And a blessing. So that's where I got my start. But anyways, after that, it, it took a, it was still, it took me about another year and a half to get into animation.
0: Okay, so how, okay, well, so many questions are going through my yeah. but first, my first one that I had, because I'm going to come back to that in a second with how, what that year and a half looked like, you know, because everyone, I think that's a, that's such the the journey and the waiting to getting to a dream is, yeah. you know, it takes a long time. And you do have these periods of excitement where the oh, yeah. ticket's handed, yeah. but then you have to wait. So I want to come back to that. But really Ooh. quickly, yeah. What was that first drawing do you remember what that was when you opened it up and he oh yeah
1: i have it framed actually it's downstairs Um, uh it's called the the uh, natural wildlife photographer and what it was was a group of animals and it was done in color all in color pencils and ink Mm -hmm. and it was a bunch of african animals but they didn't look natural they were posing so I did a drawing of a of a tiger being cocky, standing posing, you know, uh gorilla picking his nose, <laughs> uh, a giraffe, you know, standing there getting choked by a snake going around its neck.
0: Oh, no. You know, I mean, oh. funny,
1: just funny stuff, a yeah. wild boar family, you know, you know, just all kinds of unnatural things. Yes. So, you know, like Frizz Freeling said another great director that I did some work with he's one of the founding fathers of Warner cartoons of Bugs Bunny and all that oh cool yeah a good cartoon is without words Mm. you can tell what's going on in the drawing or even animation when you see it on tv if you turn down the sound and if you could tell what's happening in that cartoon it can still make you laugh that's a good cartoon
0: Oh, that's pretty cool to think about. I'm going to have to do that now when I'm watching, uh, when I do a cartoon, I'll turn it down and and see. That's neat.
1: There's a lot of times, you know, a lot of cartoons, they tend to talk a lot, you know, but you don't see the gags. And uh, I'm used to the gags. I'm used to the funniness and the great acting that was done by a lot of great animators, you know. Mm -hmm. I love all
0: that, yeah. Yeah, that is, it is it is a true art when you explain yeah. the you know, things like that. I mean, yeah. no one has any idea when yeah. you're just watching what is going behind into creating these to making them seem so real. I mean, this is yeah. phenomenal, making drawings yeah. come to life. It really is like magic. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: When I uh, taught, uh, like I <laughs> said, I got to teach over in CalArts, um, uh, for only about a year but I used to tell my students that with this pencil that you're creating an actor mm. now you're going to tell me don't talk and tell me what the character is or I want to see it in the drawing uh. if it's a villain design that villain pose him like a villain if it's a shy character give me that I want to be able to see those things in, in the drawing that's what makes things just pop yeah. things come out but yeah, but those drawings, like I said, uh when they f- saw that first drawing, uh, that's what uh hooked them and they loved seeing that and and um and it was fun doing that kind of work. I just let my imagination go. Yeah. And I drew a little photographer on the side and the corner and he looked angry because they were <laughs> all unnatural. And he had his camera out and he was trying to do natural wildlife photography. Mm.
0: Yeah. And you had just made that up. From your yeah. imagination, that's yeah, yeah that's the yeah. key probably being yeah. able to do that.
1: Yeah, wow. Imagination to me is, uh, I mean, I let my mind go. When I was a little kid, I used to always draw. My parents would go, yeah, everybody, you know. I grew up in a very, uh, very small one-bedroom home in El Paso, and back then there was five kids, and we we're, you know, my parents, uh, they. Uh, They were there, always supporting us, loving, still together, 65 years.
0: Oh, amazing.
1: Yeah. But growing up there in El Paso, like I said, um, you know, my parents couldn't afford getting me a drawing table and all the fancy stuff. And I, whenever everybody would go to sleep, I was just a weird kid. I stayed up late, uh, 10 o'clock on, drawing on the kitchen table. Mm. But I'd let Isn't my you? imagination go.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was who you were. It was it was in your blood. I mean, that's who, you know to to do yeah.
1: that. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, a lot of great books out there. You know, like Dr. Seuss. You know, I love his stuff. Mm-hmm. The Green Eggs and Ham. That kind of stuff is fun and great, imaginative. You know, and but, like I said, I, I would just let my mind go nuts, and I would just create all these scenes and drawings and characters and all that this is
0: um you know a great reminder if your child maybe doesn't like to read but they have artistic abilities then this can be a connector for that And so, I love that you're that you're sharing this Chris would you say that um were you a big reader as a child did you get some inspiration from books that you would read when you were young yeah
1: actually Charles Schultz is one of my favorites
0: Okay,
1: yes. yeah
0: oh, and what uh, what would be a Charles Schultz book?
1: well, the books that he had out are more like it just all of his comic strips
0: oh comic, oh okay, comic
1: yeah, he was very famous for the comic strips, oh,
0: okay. Um, okay, okay,
1: and I loved it, you know, plus the drawings, and Snoopy was one of my favorite characters,
0: oh, okay, gotta love Snoopy, oh that's it. Yeah
1: a blank piece of paper and let your imagination go
0: Mm.
1: so that could tell the kids you know and the more you read about your subject the better yeah
0: love it love it so there you go parents for the new year make sure you know that you encourage your child to sit down and if they don't want to read maybe they'll want to start drawing and it can get them that can be some encouragement to, you know, get them towards reading some books, doing some research behind those ideas. So thank you again, Chris. Thank you everyone for tuning in to the GGAB podcast. Until next time, happy reading from all of us here at Global Give-A-Book. Have a great day, everybody.